Hello and welcome to The Wedding Podcast. My name is Morgan and I am the hostess of the show. I'm so excited that you're here because this podcast covers all things wedding related. In each episode, I will go over a different wedding planning topic and occasionally invite other vendors to provide their advice as well. If you enjoy listening, please take a screenshot of the episode and tag us on your Instagram story. Our Instagram is at underscore the wedding podcast. This is also where you can submit your questions and episode ideas. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the wedding podcast episode one. Like you heard in the intro, my name is Morgan. I am a wedding planner in Vero Beach, Florida, and this is my podcast, the wedding podcast. Um, Today's episode is titled, You're Engaged, Now What? So, what we're going to be going over today is what to do after you first get engaged. So, there's a few things we're going to go over today. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for listening in. Let's go ahead and get started. So, step one is getting engaged very clearly. I guess that's not even step one. That's... um. That's why you're here. <laughs> First of all, I'd just like to say congratulations on getting engaged. It is such an exciting, such an exciting time in your life. Um, it's what a lot of people really look forward to, like ever since the day that you're born. Well, I guess the wedding day is something girls dream over their whole lives, but also getting engaged is something that we think about like pretty much as soon as we start dating someone. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) But yeah, congratulations. I am so happy for you. Um, Because now you and your fiance get to create an entire day that celebrates the love that you two have for each other. And yeah, it's just so much fun. So much fun when you get to have your families together and your friends and there's food dancing if you want or games like the entire day is so customizable to the relationship that you two have so i just think it's really cool i just love going to every single wedding that i help coordinate or plan and then of course also if i'm invited to weddings like i get super excited to go to those i just love love seeing how excited people are and how happy they are on their wedding day and also like the family, the family members and the guests and like, it's just like such a big day and I love seeing that people are so happy. <laughs> that is, I guess that's like why I love what I do. But anyways, that's not why you're here. That's not the question you asked me. The question is, what the heck do I do after I just get engaged? I made that up. No one actually asked me that, but I will tell you anyways. yeah I just want to make this process a little bit easier for you so first things first after getting engaged I think it's important to take a couple days maybe a week and just relax slash soak it all in like really soak in the fact that you're engaged and maybe you could celebrate with your new fiance family members friends have an engagement party Just before you get into all the wedding plans, which whether you have a 20-person wedding or like a 300-person wedding, it doesn't matter how big or small the wedding is, 
the details, like the amount of details you have to think about is still pretty much the same. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it does make a difference depending on how many guests you have, but there is a lot that goes into weddings, even if it's a small wedding. A lot of people think, oh yeah, I'm just gonna have like a 40 person wedding. This is gonna be so easy, which it can be if planning is, is your thing, but you're still going over a lot of the same details as like a really big wedding. Um, so I just like to suggest that you take about a week and just relax with your fiance. You could go over like maybe tiny details if you want. <laughs> now, I will say that I did not do this. I am not going to say that this is the route that I took when I got engaged. In fact, I did quite the opposite. And literally that night I went home and I downloaded three wedding planning apps onto my phone because I was so freaking excited, people. I was it, this is literally the moment I had been waiting for my entire life, and it had just happened, so I had to get planning. <laughs> I even, like, right after we got engaged, I looked to Brandon, my husband, and I said, oh my gosh, we get to start planning the wedding now, and he said, oh my gosh, he's like, Morgan, give me a couple days, I just planned the engagement, I just need a little time. So your fiance might need a little time before you guys really get, get into this planning, um, but yeah, I was just too too excited to wait. So I, I did start planning that night, and I don't regret it. But I also um, enjoyed every second of planning my wedding. And this was before I was a wedding planner. I think that's one of the reasons why I was like, hey, yeah. It, it had always been a thought of being a wedding planner, but I always thought I couldn't do it. And then when I was engaged, I was like, oh my gosh. If I could do this as my job, oh my, like, it's so much fun. So that's what I did. Um, <laughs> I guess that was a long-winded for just celebrate. Congratulations. Let people tell you congratulations and <laughs> maybe they can get you a present. <laughs> oh, you know what? I have an idea. If you guys could go onto the Instagram for this podcast, it's at underscore the wedding podcast. Go and message me and tell me your engagement story. I want to know the details. Tell me everything that happened when you guys got engaged, and maybe we'll do an entire episode on people's engagement stories. I think that'd be cute. The next thing you're going to want to do, so once you've relaxed and really been like, oh my gosh, I have a fiance, and you're ready to start planning, and your fiance is ready to start planning, it is time to create a theme, gather inspiration, and pick colors. So before you pick a venue, a date, or anything else that comes like early on in the planning process, you'll have to have an idea of what kind of wedding you're wanting. What is the vibe you're going for? Do you like rustic, tropical, elegant, beachy? Is it something seasonal or cultural? That is just to name a few. There are countless, countless themes or like I don't know, color combos you could go with. <laughs> um, and when picking out a theme, think of how you want the wedding to feel. How do you want your guests to feel at the wedding? How do you want to feel at the wedding? What is the overall experience you're going for? An easy way to really gather inspiration is by looking on Pinterest and Instagram. There are so many, so many fabulous pictures on there that you can look at. 
Um, just search for some wedding ideas that might sound nice to you and there will be plenty of pictures. One thing to keep in mind while looking around on Pinterest is that a lot of the pictures come from styled shoots or they are from very expensive weddings, hence why they are popular pictures on Pinterest. While looking for inspiration, just try to picture what you can realistically afford and I know that might be hard because you don't realize what things may cost um, because people get into wedding planning and realize how expensive everything is. So while you're looking around, just realize that these pictures are popular for a reason. So they are great for you to gather like colors that you love or small pieces of info, not information, of inspiration. <laughs> and um, yeah, and of course, if you can afford everything that's in these pictures, like go you, that is awesome. But just keep in mind that sometimes um, for styled shoots, we will decorate just one table. So you got to think about like, what does that one table cost? And then multiply it times like 10. Now for your wedding colors, um, colors can be pretty seasonal. Darker colors typically pair well with fall or winter months. And then lighter colors normally end up going with the spring or summer weddings. However, none of this is set in stone. I've definitely seen several spring and summer weddings with black bridesmaids dresses or light pink dresses in December. It all depends on that overall feeling that you are going for. It can also help to think about what your wedding pictures will look like. What will look good with your home decor if these pictures are going around your house? Discuss this with your fiance and just come up with a theme that best represents you two as a couple. For me, um, my husband fiance at the time and I we really love the movie Tangled the Disney movie Tangled and so we put tiny little elements of that movie into our wedding um and then we also love the office so we used one of like we used something from that in, in our wedding um and most of this is music so I walked down the aisle to I see the light from Tangled we exited the wedding ceremony to Forever by Chris Brown, and that was in the office. We also love Marvel movies, so during dinner, we wanted to make it easier for our DJ, so we told him just to play the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 soundtrack, like, on shuffle, <laughs> and that's what he did, because um, that is a great soundtrack. So little things like that. Our colors, though, were more towards the tangled theme. So it was like light pinks and purples, gold accents, um, things like that. We had lanterns as our centerpieces. So I guess the wedding was mostly tangled inspired, but then the music we had um, kind of represented a couple other things that we loved as well. So it doesn't have to be just one set thing. You could incorporate lots of things into your wedding as long as it's not super clashy. Like <laughs> you don't want everything to clash. After you know how you want your wedding to feel and how you want your wedding to look like, it is time to create your budget. Now your budget is going to determine how the rest of your engagement will play out. If you'd like your wedding to be within the next six months to a year, your budget might be smaller than if your wedding is going to be two years down the road. 
Clearly, the more time that you have to save, the more money you can spend on the wedding. So you could stick to a tighter budget and have a wedding within the year, or have a larger budget by shooting for a wedding later, later down the road. It all comes down to what your priorities are. If you'd rather have a shorter engagement, then a smaller budget might be for you. Or if you guys are totally fine with waiting a little while before you're married, then you could, you know, spend a little more time saving for that wedding and have a bigger budget wedding. Every budget is different, everyone is different, every couple's different, so there's no right or wrong budget. However, if you do have a smaller budget, you might need to make up for that by putting in a little more of your time for some DIY projects. You're either paying for your wedding with money or with time. So a lot of people I'll see they don't have a lot of money for the wedding, so they're like, I'm going to DIY absolutely everything. But then they work like a full-time job and maybe have kids or have some other priorities or, you know, weekly things that go on in their lives. If you don't have time for those DIY projects, then it might be worth it for you to put the money in for that instead of trying to squeeze in all your extra time. Because if you're putting every second that you're not busy doing other things into your DIY projects, you're going to get burnt out pretty quickly. And then wedding planning might not be as fun for you. So hiring a professional is the easiest way to go. But I totally understand not everyone can do that. The people that we hired were professionals, but a lot of them were friends. Uh, so our wedding, we actually had our wedding for, I think, just over $10,000, which might sound like a lot, and it is a lot of money, but if you know weddings, you know that is not a lot of money for a wedding. It's actually quite cheap. Our photographer, our caterer, our DJ, our officiant, our florist, all, every single one of them, they were all like friends or people that we know. And so we got incredible deals. I actually knew our venue owner as well, but that was full price. Totally understand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so even with, like, I'll let you know, I, we paid our DJ $200. That is nothing. Our florist, $300. Our photographer, I played... I paid for our photographer's flight and her fiance's flight, and then she did the rest for free. And then our caterer, I think, oh gosh, I don't even remember how much that ended up being, but for about 100 people, I think it was like $1,800, I think. So yeah, a $10,000 wedding might be a big budget wedding for you, or that might be like easy peasy money for you <laughs> which if it is hey congratulations I think you've made it in life <laughs> now before we move on I do again want to stress that a $10,000 wedding is extremely frugal um extreme it's it's on the low side I'll say that um just doing a quick google search here and I'm actually surprised that this number isn't higher but the average for the United States, the average wedding um, cost is $20,300, and then it's saying it can vary um, 
as much to like 18,000 more than that for like the average. I don't know. So I guess the average is 20 to $40,000 for an American wedding. Let's see. I'm in Florida. So let me see what it is for Florida specifically. Okay, so I am now on thefool.com. I've never been on this website before, but uh, it's got a lot of information on it, so I'm assuming it's reliable. Um, so the average 2020 wedding in Florida, that is $30,600. So just keep in mind that weddings can be a little pricey and even like a venue, a venue alone can be close to $10,000. So just keep that in mind. You might need to do a little more saving than you originally thought. And that is when a good planner can come in handy because they can tell you how much a vendor would typically cost. Or if your budget is on the lower side, we can help you find um, great vendors for those lower prices. So basically what you really need to do is pick out what your priorities are. Some people ask if there's a percentage to stick to when picking out vendors um, and details for the wedding, but I don't really like to go that route. Your priorities are really gonna help you figure out what you would like to spend the most money on. If your top priority is having incredible wedding pictures, then spending top dollar on a photographer is going to be worth it for you. Or if having the perfect location for your wedding is a must, you might be willing to cut back on another aspect of the wedding like maybe using less florals or doing your own hair and makeup. Everyone is different, everyone's priorities are different, so everyone's budget is going to play out differently. And some of those things, like, I'm totally not downplaying florals or hair and makeup. <laughs> that might be the most important thing for you. A lot of people love big florals or they want their hair and makeup to be professional. And the whole wedding party, they'd like everyone to um, kind of not, maybe not match, but they want everyone's makeup quality to be, like, the same. So that could be totally totally high on your priority list um those are just i guess examples i used in the moment make sure to sit down with your fiance and come up with a realistic budget that works for you pick a pick a few things that are the most important in your eyes and go down the list keep in mind that you're not just paying for vendors though you're paying for invitations stamps presents for the wedding party and family members your marriage license signage and decor flower girl baskets and then like you know that's just to name a few try to think of every little thing you could possibly need to purchase while planning your wedding and write it all down the next thing i recommend is hiring a wedding planner not everyone wants a wedding planner i totally get it i didn't have one i didn't want one because i wanted to do it all on my own i, I thought it'd be super fun and it was i enjoyed planning my wedding but not everyone is like that. And not everyone has the time to plan their wedding. You might love the idea of planning your wedding, but do you have the time? Planners have connections with other local wedding vendors and can recommend the best ones for the best prices. We give recommendations based on your budget, your priorities, and your wedding style. Having a wedding planner will make your vendor selection much smoother for you instead of just searching around on the internet looking at reviews and stuff, which reviews are fantastic, 
reviews are very handy. Um, but like sometimes just scrolling through Google or Instagram might just take you forever instead of having a planner tell you like, listen, these are people that I have worked with and they're fantastic. Another reason you should hire a planner is because we can save you time. I'm sure you are busy with work, family, and enjoying life with your fiance. Wedding planners are able to be in contact with your wedding vendors and potential wedding vendors so that you only need to be in contact with the planner, possibly. Now, I will stop here and say that um, every wedding planner is different. Every wedding planner's style of planning is different. So I'm trying to be um, as vague as possible because like what everyone includes in their planning packages um it's it's not across the board there are wedding planners that are just like wedding coaches some that are just coordinators and there are some planners that only do full planning some wedding planners take care of absolutely everything so like you pay them and they book everything for you and then there's some that really just give you advice throughout the way. It's it's really hard to um, to nail down what exactly a planner is going to do for you, but that is why you should go chat with some planners. And I always suggest to any of my new inquiries to not just talk to me on the phone or in person when you're um, having a consultation. I think you need to speak to a few different planners and I'm not trying to push weddings onto anyone else. I love when people want to book me. However, a wedding planner is someone that you're going to want to get along with really well. You're going to want to be friends with them because you're going to talk to your talk to them about your wedding a lot. And even if it's just a coordinator, you're going to want to be like friendly with them and have a nice fun relationship with them because on the day of the wedding, we're going to be around you a lot and we're going to come up to you quite a few times throughout the day and talk to you about like what's going on next and you still okay with, with doing this next or how are you doing? You need anything? If it's someone that you are not really super excited to be around, then maybe you need to find a different coordinator or planner. And that's, I don't think that's anything bad like that's nothing wrong with you it's nothing wrong with the planner it's just some people don't vibe that well <laughs> but yeah I I just I suggest finding someone that you really really enjoy talking to because you're going to spend a lot of time with them same thing with your photographer the photographer and videographer you're going to be around them your entire wedding day being engaged is a lot of work. Our job as planners is to make your engagement as easy as possible for you. We want you to seriously enjoy being engaged and not just like dread your way through it. Wedding planners do this for a living. We have been to countless weddings and as an engaged couple, this is probably your first time planning a wedding. So it is very possible that you can't think of everything that goes into one and that's okay. That is just one of the many reasons that you should at least, at least hire a wedding coordinator. They will take all of your plans, go over everything, and make sure everything looks good. 
So if there are a few things that you missed while planning, a good coordinator will catch that and make sure to fill in those gaps where needed. There are many other things that planners and coordinators do. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make an episode dedicated to the difference between wedding planners and wedding coordinators because a lot of people don't know the difference, but they are different. <laughs> All right, and so the last thing that we're gonna go over today is picking your wedding venue. And I'm not gonna go too detailed about this because every wedding venue is so different and they all come in different price points. However, I will say that you cannot secure your wedding date without securing your wedding venue. So please don't send out any save the dates um, or announce to everyone when your wedding is if you don't have a venue yet. And I know that might sound like common sense. However, I have been surprised many times with the things that is apparently not common sense when it comes to weddings. And that's, like I said earlier, that's totally fine. I know this is probably your first time planning a wedding, so those things just aren't things that you think about. But yeah, you can't have a wedding date without your wedding venue. Some people have their wedding date so high on their priority list that they would rather skip to their next favorite venue if it's available, then pick a different date if their favorite venue is booked. So like if your wedding date is February 22nd of 22, which that probably is not even a Saturday, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, like in your, if you're dead set on a date or like um, last year, 10-10-2020 was like the most popular date of the year to have your wedding. If that's more important than where you're having your wedding date or where you're having your wedding venue, then you might have to settle for your venue, just depending on how soon you book. The venue is the first thing that you're going to book, either that or your planner. So I, I did put planner before your venue, but... Um, if the date is the most important thing to you, go ahead and book your venue ASAP. And then once you have that deposit paid, then you can tell people when your wedding is going to be. But keep in mind that unless you have paid your deposit, nothing is set. Like they could, they could book with someone else if they pay first. So, um, yeah, that is pretty much everything. I know it going into the venue there's not much information there however I can do an episode that goes into um, the venues a little more if you'd like I just want to keep this episode as short as possible so it's nice and easy for you to listen to uh, maybe while you're driving somewhere or doing the dishes <laughs> but yeah thank you so 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 much for listening I really appreciate it um, yeah, go ahead and head over to our Instagram. I said it earlier. It's at underscore the wedding podcast. Leave me a question there and I will be sure to answer it in a podcast episode. And like I said earlier, go ahead and also message me on Instagram and let me know your engagement story. Ooh. Yeah, let me know all the details. I want to know everything and I'll do an entire 
episode where I read everyone's engagement stories. I think it'd be super cute. And then you can hear other things that maybe you didn't think of where you're like, that's how I want to be proposed to. <laughs> um, and then you can let your, your person know or hint it, hint it very strongly to them. <laughs> or we can all just enjoy and say, oh, that's cute together. Yeah. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day. Congratulations on your engagement if you're engaged or if you're already married. Thank you for listening just for fun. Or if you're not engaged, thank you for listening just for fun. And we'll keep our fingers crossed for you soon if that's what you're looking for. Okay, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>